Hey, it's Phil here. Before we get into the proper intro and play the coffee making sound and jump into another great chat, I want to say thank you for sharing your thoughts and feedback with me about how my work here at Connection Over Coffee uh, with the Loneliness Guy, the podcast, is reaching you and helping you move beyond Uh, your thoughts and feelings of loneliness and get the authentic connection that you need. I love it. Thank you so much. It's an honor and a privilege. I'd like to ask if you are open to it, if you could send me a picture of you, a photo of you, um, listening to the podcast, wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to it. And I'd like to use that picture uh, in a social media uh, posts Um, promoting the podcast. If you're down with that, reach out to me on social media through Facebook or Instagram and let's have a chat. All right, let's get to the intro. Hey, welcome to Connection Over Coffee with me, Phil McAuliffe, The Loneliness Guy. In this episode, we're going to have another conversation with my friend Justin Oberst about numbing and how and why we numb. Say hi, Justin. Hello. In um, Before we jump in to this conversation, I do need to remind you that this is a podcast where we talk about the mental, emotional, and physical well-being of gay men. If that's going to offend you or anyone in eShot, now's the time for you to move on. But if you're down for a great conversation and a coffee about numbing and how and why we numb and what it can tell us, how about you and Justin go and have a chat with Michael on our on your way to getting a table and I'll go get us a coffee. I'll see you in a moment. Hey there, Michael here from Malisma Coaching and the Gay Men Going Deeper podcast. I've had the pleasure of being a guest on the Connection Over Coffee podcast several times. And one thing I love about Phil is that we share a commitment to authentic connection. As a certified life and wellness coach, I specialize in helping gay men build more meaningful connections by becoming more of who they really are. My commitment is to guide you through a process of self-discovery that helps you overcome common roadblocks like insecurity, fear, and self-doubt, Also, that you can feel more confident and more comfortable in your own skin. And of course, we have a lot of fun along the way. So, if you're interested in learning more, I would love to connect with you. Just go to www.walismo.com forward slash TLG to book a free discovery call with me, or you could just check me out on Instagram at walismo underscore coach. That's W-E-L-L-I-S-M-O underscore coach. Oh, and by the way, listeners of this podcast enjoy a very special VIP rate on my coaching, so make sure you let me know the loneliness guy sent you. Okay, Phil, over to you. Here you go. Justin, welcome back. How are you today? I am good. Thanks for having me. So, Justin, one of the things that I am really keen to talk about and is is well it's it's this it's this topic of numbing mm-hmm. and for the for the listener for the viewer um i i also want to say hi and welcome and just want to say if this is the first time that you've joined me for connection of coffee welcome and if you're a repeat listener repeat viewer um it's absolutely fantastic Cue the cockatoo uh, just going past uh, early morning here. That sounds like a pterodactyl. Um, uh, Screaming. um, That's probably going to be on the podcast. Um, Someone is not being killed outside. It's a cockatoo. Um, But hashtag Australia. Um, It is... uh, 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 Numbing and pressing play on this episode are linked and uh, because we can convince ourselves that you know we can't possibly be lonely we and then we we kind of go and distract ourselves with with something uh, and perhaps perhaps the mere act of pressing play has been a step for you in um, 
saying, no, I, I, I kind of want to dig into this a little more. I want to I want to find out what this is all about. And this could be the first step or, or another step on you reconnecting with yourself, reconnecting with your uh, loved ones and, and those most important to you, um, or reconnecting or connecting indeed with your community. So welcome. Justin. Yes. Why why do we numb? Well, sometimes emotions or things happening in our life, we don't know how to deal with them. We don't know how to feel them. So we avoid them. And we avoid them with numerous, numerous things. It could be just about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive me. I, I just jumped in to that question uh, without you uh, introducing yourself. How terrible. No. Oh. <laughs> like, you numbed out? This, no, this, <laughs> yeah, perhaps. No, it was like, this, this, is, this is the second episode that you've been on. So I'm like, yeah, let's just go into it. You're known, but perhaps you're not. This is terrible. What kind of a podcast no, host? What kind of a podcast host am I? Um, you're good. You're good. B- before we jump into to that, like you know, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and and sure. why why you're on here? Yeah, my name is Justin Oberstee. I'm a psychotherapist. I am in Santa Barbara, California, and I specialize in uh, sex therapy, religious based trauma, and various addictions. So Phil brought me on to talk mainly about the numbing that we all, and I mean all, do. <laughs> but especially, you know, in particular to your audience, Phil, to, with uh, gay men. Yeah. And listener, viewer, if you've not, uh, not yet uh, listened to the conversation that I had with Justin a few months ago, I think it's episode 32, um, and uh, Justin wrote and then we had a great conversation about um the 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 long the dark nights of the soul and how the loneliness of change go check that out it's brilliant uh and um reading it constantly um whenever i refresh my or we'll go back and read it uh it it really feels like it speaks to me it's beautifully written beautifully expressed um and uh so yeah go go do yourself a favor after listening to this um and uh pour yourself uh, something nice go get yourself another coffee uh, a cup of tea or something stronger and um and really settle in for a beautiful conversation so we numb because uh it's Sometimes what we are thinking and feeling, uh, or uh, is it thinking or feeling that it's, you know, we, we, it, it, it's too much. It's too much. So we, we distract ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you, you said that we all do it. Right. And. Why? I mean, the the question that I've I've got for you here mm-hmm. at this point is, well, how, like, how do you numb? If we if we all do it, how do how do you numb? Yeah, it's. Uh, I would say it's changed. Um, there's various things I've done periodically through my life that probably were unhealthy. Maybe some healthy, and we can talk a little about what's healthy, what's yeah. unhealthy. Um, and then now, gosh, that's a good question for now. Cause with my line of work, you know, it's heavy, you know, you're dealing with a lot of other people's emotions too. So sometimes it's hard to decipher what is mine and what is someone else's. Yeah. So um, probably now it's more, gosh, I'm thinking sometimes I'll just like binge, not really binge watch, but I'll watch an episode of friends or will and grace or something that you just really don't have to think anything, but just laugh. Um, I would call that a form of, of numbing. And, and two, I probably should add as far as numbing, I clinically, I split, I split it up into two categories, um, self-care 
and then coping, like coping mm-hmm. mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And those those are those can be very different things, yeah. which we can get into more as well. But um, you know, if I'm experiencing some really intense emotions, I go I go to, into things that I know that um, help me, don't hurt me. Like I'll just start, like drugs or alcohol. Like I can understand it, and I've done that before, where I've just drank too much. Um, but that is that's actually harmful to your body. So I, I that's not a very healthy coping mechanisms, and it doesn't fit under the umbrella of self care because it's really not taking care of you. Because self care is leaves you feeling better afterwards, or at least neutral. This is this is a brilliant point. This is a brilliant point, and and you know at what point. Um, in terms of let's let's use you know you know watching an episode or two of Friends, because uh, mm-hmm. I think I think that that's you know watching um you know watching a show like that which you know from from our past is you know uh in you know it's comfortable you know and and. Um, you know, whatever it is, whatever the show is, you know, uh, I don't know, all these TV shows and that names are escaping me right now, but you know, something, something like friends, um, where, where is that tipping point between, uh, self-care, taking some time mm-hmm. out to replenish, taking some time out to, you know, do something that uh, refills your cup versus, uh, you know, using it to cope. Is it, mm-hmm. you know, is is there a hint in, you know, potentially, you know, rounding the corner between episodes five and six uh, mm-hmm. that it's turning into, you know, from, from self-care into coping? Um, mm-hmm. You know, where, where where's that, that tipping point? Yeah, what a great question. Because also, I want to say coping mechanisms aren't wrong either. Like, mm-hmm. I want to normalize that too. Because there's, we only have a certain amount of internal resources. Sometimes we do have to go out to people, objects, food, sex. Like, we need that to help us. So, is there a line? Yeah, there's going to be a line where it's probably really unhealthy. You know, you're binge drinking, <laughs> and you're actually making things worse, and you're hurting your health. So that isn't. That's more harmful, Mm. you know, so that's kind of where it can go too far. And that's where I, as a therapist, come into more of a harm reduction model where I'm not going to ask you to stop drinking if you're using it to numb or do drugs, but I am going to ask what, what, uh, why, why do you need these coping mechanisms? Why are you using those particular ones? And how about we scale back a little bit on the drinking and drugs and kind of range our options for coping mechanisms. Like how about next time, let's call a friend or let's, uh, let's sit and journal mm. or, and, you know, or sit in that feeling and address, try to address the actual issue instead. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the thing. It's, <clears throat> is it like the, 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 the coping there is, you know, starts, it, does it start out as something that, you know, is is self-care but becomes, I don't want to say an addiction because I'm not qualified to, to, to say, you know, when something becomes an addiction, but when something becomes potentially a habit um, mm. and, you know, something like an uncomfortable feeling is being felt, so we, we kind of fall into that kind of habit of, um, mm-hmm. you know, again, picking up the remote uh, and, and you know, looking at, uh, uh, you know, watching a friend's episode, for, for example, um, that, uh, you know, that, that kind of becomes something automatic. Is that, is that something um, that we need to sort of watch where we're turning, you know, that, that, that good. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. I completely mm-hmm. agree to completely like turning that, um, that, that good coping mechanism, that good, well, not coping mm-hmm. mechanism, but that self care option mm-hmm. into, uh, uh, into, you know, where, where it tips into coping. 
Right. Um, is it? Is it? What's what's the question I'm trying to ask here? It's like it's about the um like the the the, the habit that's formed uh, about it. So could we be coping, mm-hmm. engaging in in numbing activities without really being aware of them? Uh, possibly. I mean, I even if you're doing something just for coping, that's okay too. That's why I kind of want to say there's two options here. Self-care, which will leave you feeling better and neutral. And then coping, which can leave you feeling better or worse. So so, so sex or um, eating that pizza, <laughs> you know, that, you know, food and stuff, that's okay sometimes. Like it makes sense. Sometimes uh, the emotions might be extremely overwhelming. The loneliness may be too much yeah. or the grief or loss of, of a friend or loved one might be too much in that moment. So it's okay mm. to look for those external resources. Now, if you're looking at it all the time to avoid, you know, what this is, what's going on. Yeah. Let's reevaluate. Like why, why are we always turning to coping mechanisms? Mm. What is it? Something you're, that you need to learn to actually tolerate within yourself. What is that? Is it um, something that's keeping you, the coping's keeping you from actually making that change or that career change or ending that relationship, whatever it could be, the coping mechanisms could be hurting that. Mm. So it really is just sitting back or stepping back and really evaluating, paying attention to what you're doing and why. And that's hard for people. A lot of people don't know actually even how to do that. Yeah, that 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 is terrifying. That is mm-hmm. that is terrifying, especially if what we are uh, trying to to process or or suspect is is lurking within is is really hard uh, and like a really sort of uncomfortable. Uh, uh, I want to say, you know, an inconvenient truth uh, about mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, and when it comes to loneliness, like it's really like language is hard uh, at times. And, yeah. and, and because it, it, trying to, I mean, you know, countless poets, countless songwriters, through mm-hmm. history uh, have endeavored to uh, encapsulate loneliness in you know a sonnet in a verse in a chorus whatever it is that that goes right to it and mm-hmm. me being the loneliness guy um, and me being good with words sometimes like I, I you know find it very difficult to plumb adequately plumb the depths. Yeah. of the, the 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 like the thoughts and feelings of loneliness but i i, I kind of settle on it feeling horrid mm. it's a horrid feeling because it it just for the merest flash within us we question our worth we question our worthiness we question uh, uh and 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 we can uh, over time, completely be unaware that that's what we're doing. And it's, you know, stopping uh, and stopping what we're doing, recognizing that when that we're numbing, that what has turned, you know, perhaps as what we have started as self-care because we've, uh, we've been afraid. We've been um, uh, uh, concerned for our own welfare, and we've mm-hmm. gone to protect ourselves from a threat, and retreated into ourselves. Uh, we, you know, at some point has turned from self-care into coping slash a habit. And when it when when it comes to something like loneliness, which has uh, at its core a feeling of not being worthy, um, it's no wonder 
that we numb that, that we seek mm-hmm. to avoid that because... Because you don't know what to do with it exactly. when you put it out there, when you make the implicit explicit. And that's something that's good to to mention. You've actually mentioned a few things which are good, which is verbiage, knowing how to communicate it. That's hard for everyone. Yeah. And also, you know, the, the feeling of worthiness. And um, that's something a lot of gay men in particular across the board at a core would probably admit to feeling or trying to hide or cover up. So where that comes from is another story, but you can't do anything about it unless you recognize it and talk about it. Mm. Again, bringing it out, making that implicit explicit, giving it words, giving it a character, identifying it. That's so hard for a lot of people to even go there. And then once they do, what do they do next? That's it. That's it. And and it, it yeah, like it's one thing to admit it. And then it's another thing to start doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, the, the, um, the 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 difficulty and like the difficulty I'm having having right now in this in this recording, um, which which doesn't uh, which doesn't lend itself to uh, to to you know uh, podcasting excellence, um, but it is like I'm trying to enunciate here the um, the kind of you know the, the 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 those depths of of loneliness that that feeling uh, that that horrible feeling about ourselves and and our worth. Um, and you know, the, the, the choice that we have, what, you know, when we feel that, when we feel, you know, either with, with the, the subtlety of a freight train, um, uh, roaring through us or that, that little hint, that little flash of a feeling that we might get, um, that might sort of, we might experience through, you know, the course of a, a regular day. Uh, or when triggered by something specific, mm-hmm. you know, you know whether it's the merest flash or or the greatest kind of you know unavoidable feeling within ourselves. Um, it's one thing to to feel it and acknowledge it, but it's another thing to then express it. And I think that we're getting into you know another kind of another kind of topic that I I wrote on mm-hmm. uh, last like in twenty twenty. Uh, about how to communicate your loneliness like you know and it was uh, the, the topic was so you're lonely what next um, and it goes to that point of not having the words not knowing what to say uh, and not knowing how to respond when someone says that they're thinking and feeling lonely not trying to fix it, but allowing the experience to happen and communicating it, even communicating it, it you know, in a ham-fisted way is still communicating it. Mm-hmm. So I think viewer, listener, this is, you know, numbing and recognizing how we numb is uh, uh, you know the, the 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 wedge the entree into this kind of deeper reflection and identifying whether or not the self care the, the 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 numbing that that's going on is self care or if it's sort of gone to another side of the spectrum into coping. Mm-hmm. Which either makes it better or worse. Yeah, yeah. So when when we, you know, I, I want to go to to, to coping, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and 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 you know, or methods of numbing. But when you know, I want to I want to get into that. 
just after this break. I interrupt myself for just a moment to say to you that I have a bold vision for the Loneliness Guide to be the place for gay men experiencing loneliness to come and get the support that they need at the time they need it, wherever they are in the world. The vision includes hosting seminars, workshops and retreats to help gay men, to help you and other gay men just like you get the connection that they need and deserve to help them learn from their loneliness. The vision is to partner with other coaches, connection experts and therapists to make these events happen locally at first and then around the world. Undoubtedly, this is a bold vision and I need to start. I'm so keen to start and scaling up my work here at The Loneliness Guy to know to, to what I know it can be. But I need your help. If you'd like to help me, please go to thelonelinessguy.com forward slash invest or follow the link in the episode description and help me to realize this vision for gay men globally. It's time to get serious about loneliness in gay communities. Can you please help me? If you've got any questions for me, please ask away. But in the meantime, back to the episode. So, welcome back. So, the question uh, is about how uh, the the sort of the the, uh, the 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 coping mechanism that we are doing. Um, how that can tip into, like, uh, tip into like the the that which doesn't serve us. I was going to say bad, but that which doesn't serve us, and how even the good, the good uh, uh, techniques can tip into that coping. So. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I see uh, a lot and I, and and experience within myself, and I shared this in the podcast in the in the blog post, was for me it's work. Uh, so for you, it's you know picking up the remote and 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 you know watching Joey and Chandler and Ross, Rachel, Monica, and Phoebe, uh, you know, go about their lives in the nineties in New York. Uh, all the uh, homophobic undertones. Yes. Not, not, not necessarily. I know. I was just thinking of that the, the other 90s. day. 90s. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. And not necessarily undertones. Some of it's pretty blatant. Even uh, there's so there's a lot of racism in there too. Yeah. I mean, the writing then. It's, yeah. And yeah. I was young when it was on, so I, I wasn't necessarily keenly aware of what was happening. But as an adult and very, you know, and doing a lot of that personal work myself with all those all those things, it's like, wow, this yeah. is bad. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's hard to tune out sometimes with that stuff. But yeah. Golden Girls sometimes is good too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some racism in that too, but geez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think uh, many, many times, uh, you know, watching an episode of, of Friends in particular, um, where it is very like, yeah, it's like, uh, that's that's not funny. Yeah. It's not funny, um, and which is good. Which is good. Like we're growing. We're growing. We're learning. Um, yes, our awareness is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so, goodness. for me, for me, I shared that it was work, yeah. and for me, I shared it was exercise. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I want to share just just a moment here, like when when I was kind of reckoning and wrestling with my sexuality. I, I, you know, was, you know, I found myself literally running from my problems. I started. Understandably. Yeah. 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 And yeah, but it was a a good way. Like, you know, who, like, it's great. You know, I was training for a half marathon, uh, in, Mm. uh, in, in Korea and, um, it, it, you know, was was a good thing. And, you know, I was doing it with some people and things like that. But, you know, running, running like 25, 30 kilometers in a week uh, and just sort of putting on my shoes and running for a couple of hours, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was a happy place and stuff. But, you know, I, I realized that there was another 
edge to that coin. There was another edge to the sword. There was another another side to the coin. So it was good. I was training for for an event that I'd you know set set the goal for. Mm-hmm. But there was a comfort in there. I didn't have to deal with myself emotionally when I was or running. Phil. I'm going to give you a little plot twist. You may have actually been running towards something. I mean, look where you are now. I'll accept that. It may have felt, yeah, it may have felt like something else possibly, but it actually probably was also you running towards something. I'll accept that. That's a good plot twist. I had had never thought of that until just now. Um. But that's something I want to bring up too, because a lot of us with coping mechanisms and, and um, self-care, even in that beautiful example you gave, are also ways that we are understandably trying to come out. And I don't mean just sexually. Mm. I mean, in so many come out more emotionally, mm. come out, you know, whatever it could be. So um, a lot of these things, us queer gay people, it's, uh, it's understandable these coping mechanisms, these self-care things that we have to reinvent, or sometimes they go a little sour and we have to kind of step back and reevaluate. Like, mm. was that actually helpful? Maybe not. Maybe it actually was really helpful. You know, so it's, uh, there's so much fluidity with this, you know, even with this numbness and this, why are we even doing it? It, can, it just goes everywhere. And, and I think that's, that's key. That's that's the key, um, and where we are numbing the you know the 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 range all the way you know the 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 destructive through to the constructive through to the instructive. Well, it's always instructive, whether it's destructive, constructive. It's always telling us something uh, about the about what's going on and um and i think that's that's the key that's the key here because when it comes to when it comes to loneliness as you know tried to articulate in in this conversation that the you know the thoughts and feelings of loneliness are just so shit like, mm-hmm. if we just stop and pause for a moment and say pretty much the obvious mm-hmm. here in that our loneliness, if it's uh, as the result, not a, after a breakup, not after, not, not, not coming from grief. And, you know, if our loneliness is sort of more, more chronic, then... You know, if we are uh, in articulating it, we 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 kind of get to that point where we're just like, I'm not worthy. I'm not a worthy human. Mm-hmm. And whether I believe that in myself or I feel that others think that about me, either way, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. And we're taught culturally. Maybe not just it's probably cross cultures really to eliminate it. And what I mean by eliminate is eliminate those feelings. Even maybe even that awareness, which stunts us because then there's no growth or transformation when you do that. So instead make awareness and acceptance of it, of those realizations, of those emotions. And once you do that, then you can actually do something about it. Mm. What could help me? What could help me feel more worthy? Why am I not feeling worthy in the first place? That's, that's an interesting, you know, conversation and narrative. And you may not find that out on your own. You need help. You're going to need people, therapists, friends, um, those you can confide in to talk about these things. The more and more awareness you bring, the more you can act on it and do something about it. But we, we just think we have to eliminate these really uncomfortable things. I've, I've told friends before, and even like um, professors at school, you know, the world would completely change if we would just actually feel our feelings. Now, 
there's, there's another element to that because it would be like baby vampires are unleashed on the world, you know, like in Twilight, they're just bloodsuckers. So <laughs> everybody would go crazy. So you also have to throw in there some education around how to actually feel emotions and to regulate yourself. And we as a culture, society don't know how to do that. I mean, turn on the news, you know, open up social media. We don't know how to regulate our emotions yeah whatsoever so that's where honestly like therapy can come in and really um really help you be more self-aware helps you in return know how to identify the emotions how to calm yourself how to let them how to actually feel them and let them out and that's and that's critical that's critical when it comes to loneliness it's the feeling of loneliness and when when it is, you know, sometimes, you know, on that, on that sort of, I'm, I'm big on spectrums today, <laughs> like, uh, and, and where it's, you know, the, 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 the subtlety of a freight train roaring through you, those feelings, or, you know, that, that, that little flash, like gold in the bottom of a pan, you can kind of just experience it for the, just the merest of moments. The, what to do next or not to do as mm-hmm. is as is the 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 case because yeah, that's a good that's a good thought I, i'm just going to jump in with that because the freight train yes. is great where Please. you know that's where coping mechanisms can help because we need to slow that train down <laughs> let's give it some stops along the way so order that pizza you know, have sex with your partner, or hook up or whatever, but let's keep that train. The train's going to keep going. Yeah. So what I mean by keep going is you're still allowing, you're aware of what's happening. You're aware of these emotions. You need, you need some stops along the way and that's okay, but you're still allowing it to come through. You're not forcing it and you're not rushing it because some people do that. So you're actually just existing in it, letting it do its work, kind of like riding a wave. Yeah. That's a really good analogy um, where, yeah, like the, the, the wave is going to take you where the wave is going. Mm-hmm. I can feel that analogy coming on where yeah. <laughs> like, you accept know, the wave, except yeah. where it's going. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're all taught, you know, um, uh, particularly, you know, here in Australia where so many of us live by you know within 10 minutes of uh, or 10 kilometers i think it is of of the ocean um and you know we're all sort of taught you know uh like good surf safety and you know you let the wave you let the water do its thing you know when you fight when you fight the wave that's when you become exhausted that's when you become at risk of mm-hmm. drowning and waves always pass. And I guess it's giving us <clears throat> giving us the skill to dive under the wave, mm-hmm. to gently go up with the wave or jump over the wave, but to, to handle the wave and to have <clears throat> and have people who are there to help us, like, uh, um, meet the wave as they come uh, and respond accordingly. Mm-hmm. Let it let it roll to completion. Yeah, you know, don't don't hit the brakes, don't hit the gas. Let the process come to a complete. So just let it roll. Um, yeah, and for me, which is interesting, because you're talking about running, like some sort of physical activity is a good discharge for me. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I, I, I tend to think more somatically with stuff anyways, with our nervous systems and things. So it's a really good kind of discharge, some sort of physical exercise. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that, you know, the work that I do here uh, at The Loneliness Guy uh, is very mentally and emotionally taxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know... Same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, look at who I'm talking to. Uh, and, 
you know, and, 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 you know, Justin, there are some times when I would really like to write a blog or to have a podcast comparing uh, sexy firemen holding puppies. You know, sexy shirtless firemen holding puppies uh, and debating the pros and cons of that. But that's not me. That's not me. And I really, like, sometimes really do wish that, you know, uh, what I felt called to do uh, and, you know, to to put out into the world wasn't so, (laughs) like, emotionally shit as Mm. loneliness. Um, And, but here I am. And you know the, the the that 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 kind of yeah that that discharge uh, mm-hmm. is uh, is great, and I find you know real balance in doing something like moving uh, moving my body each day. So you know, mm-hmm. like you know, making sure that I get my ten thousand steps in, for instance, or um, or, or you know taking the slow route uh, outside mm-hmm. uh, rather than, you know, driving or something like that, getting out and walking rather than, than, than driving. But yeah. is, it, is it fair to say that the um, entrance to, like, the, the identifying how we're numbing begets a question about is this self-care? Or is this coping? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily is this, you know, good or bad, but is this self-care? Does this, does this build me up? Or is this, you know, not serving me? Uh, and then the next stage down or the next stage in beyond, you know, putting it on that scale of, of self-care through to, to, to coping is a question of why. Yep. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. What am I avoiding? Yeah. You know, or um, am I too comfortable is another thing, too. How so? Well, we all have kind of a window of tolerance of what we are comfortable with, what we're not comfortable with. And I honestly think, you know, numbing can have a form of that where we just have every aspect of our life very cozy and neat. Yeah. And nothing disrupts it. So nothing triggers us. You know, it's it's all taken care of because when we're triggered, you know, that's a really bad thing. When honestly, like, I actually love triggers, like working with triggers with people because what it means is it's some sort of... Um, disconnection from ourselves. So when we're triggered, we tend to go after the person that triggered it when actually that's, it's, it's our issue. Mm. It is some sort of unprocessed pain. Yeah. And when we have our, you know, um, environment and stuff, very controlled, and I'll even say numbed to a certain degree, you know, we don't, we don't expand as people. Yeah. We stay stuck. We stay really stuck. We stay in that nine to five job. And then we just, you know, party on the weekends and we're not going anywhere. We're just walking around kind of aimlessly avoiding. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a whole lot in there about comfort and loneliness uh, and having, you know, the, the, the creature comforts. Uh, and mm. yeah, as, as kind of like numb, numbing writ large in life, like everything about life is, can, can kind of, you know, look as if it's, if, as if it's numbing, yeah. um, like life loneliness is, yeah, life itself, but loneliness is a good segue because why are you so lonely? Are you really difficult to date? Yeah. Are you um, are you a difficult person? Are you a bitter person? Like these are things that um, need to be evaluated. Like look at yourself. Like there might be a reason I am. Am I in that victim mentality? Mm. Is it always someone else's fault? Are you always blaming other people? There's so much that um, we need to be aware of. Yeah, yeah. Which 
Yeah, it is endlessly fascinating, I find. It's endlessly fascinating because, you know, and and if if we hint, if we suspect that we have a problem, it's far easier at times to make it, you know, to, to, to have other things, other issues, other people as the problem rather than ourselves. Which kind of can be a form of numbing when you really think about it. Yeah, right. You know, it's it's constantly putting that, which keeps everything at surface. That's the thing when I when I you know work with people or have had friends that really are always blaming exterior things. It just keeps at surface. There's no depth to it. There's no transcendence. Yeah, you just get stuck in it. Yeah. Dare I say I suffer from the other thing, the, the like the, the 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 other side of the coin. Uh if one suffers from the other side of the coin. I'm not good with the words today. I apologize. But it is... Uh, You're fine. I, um, it is just not coming to me. No, I'm not feeling erudite today. Um, but, like, I have a superpower of making everything about me. You know, there could be two people who I've never met in Iceland fighting. And somehow it would be, you know, something that I do, that I've done. Mm. And, uh, you know, but but specifically something, you know, like there's an event, there's something going on. And, you know, I, I have this, this ability to deeply internalize it rather than ex- like keeping it at arm's length. And that, that, that to me is, you know, something that I've been working on and, you know, as awesome as I am, I am not the center of everybody's universe. Uh, as, as awesome as I am, I am not at the center of the universe uh, and I can't control everything and everyone and everyone's thoughts, everyone's emotions, everyone's experience mm. of life. I can't do that. So, mm. yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's more of a relational thing is is what you're talking about like relating to others like picking up on what they're feeling or what they're sensing or are they do they want to say something too yeah you know and and just being really relational with them and in the moment and in the present yeah 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 and 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 for me you know that's that's you know it's not necessarily numbing i think it's like the 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 opposite of numbing <laughs> it's like mm. i don't know is the opposite of numbing hyper feeling or or something like that you know just sort of mm. being being hyper something i don't know but yeah justin what's your advice for the listener for the viewer What's your advice? What's your, you know, your parting, your parting thought for, hmm. for the gay man experiencing loneliness, the listener experiencing loneliness? What's your, what's your final thought? Gosh, great question. It would be processing it as I'm sitting here. It would be to, okay, so for, for the gay men listening, you are in a world, <laughs> it is getting a little bit better, but you're in a world where you are not allowed to feel, you are not allowed to be who you are. And now you're expected <laughs> to operate like a normal person in society without any issues. But we have them, we all have them. And because we've been so suppressed, um, we need to learn again how to feel and we don't want to feel the uncomfortable feelings but we need to and in order for us to do that to have the freedom to do that it takes work it takes daily work and we have to be able to sit in them give them a voice in order to expand now we don't also have a lot of mirroring in this world as to what like a successful gay man would be there's you know options or whatever but we we don't have a path or direction really planned for us we're kind of figuring it out as we go so we need to also be compassionate and gentle with ourselves and it's okay to numb sometimes it's okay to to um you know have those coping mechanisms because it's difficult work but why are they there what are we avoiding 
How can we become a better lover? How can we become a better person, a listener, an empathizer, a healer? And gay men have always been the center of societies and have held them together for centuries, since the beginning. And um, in the past few centuries, that's changed. And we can change that. It's been more of a cultural thing. We can kind of come home to ourselves and to who we are and our inner power because we are worthy. In fact, we can really change the world ourselves. And we're probably going to have to. I'm so glad. That's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Justin, I'm so glad that the world has you. And I'm so glad that you're being you in the world as uncomfortable as that uh, might be, as, uh, as tough as that might be, and uh, as, as joyful as that might be too. I'm so glad that you're here. I really do hope that friends, I really do hope that Will and Grace continues to replenish and restore you in the most awesome way so you can continue to be you in the world because the world the world really does need you to be you just like the world needs me to be me and listener viewer the world needs you to be who you are Justin, thank you so much for spending some time with us in this episode. It's been brilliant. And the, uh, the, 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 the invitation is there to us all to pay attention to our loneliness, uh, not to our loneliness, to how we are numbing. And if we are numbing our loneliness or if we are numbing whatever it is that we then kindly and curiously reflect on why on why we're doing it very much look forward to having you on the uh the, the podcast again in sometime in the future justin and uh to share more of your just beautiful insight and wisdom thank you phil and uh listener viewer that's it for this this coffee Please uh, give this episode a rating through the service on which you're now listening and know that sharing is caring. Please uh, do feel free to share this through your, uh, your, your, your networks, which makes it sound like a business thing, but uh, share it with your friends um, uh, to know that they're not alone either. Until next time, thanks so much. Be awesome, be kind, but be you. I'll see you later. All sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increase awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, thelonelinessguide.com, if you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional. Thanks for listening.